0: Have you ever been told at some point in your life that you are not good enough, smart enough, strong enough, rich enough, or any reason really? This podcast is meant to teach, motivate, and inspire you to never lose sight of what your true passion is, and to always believe you are far more capable than you think. Welcome to the Why Not Me podcast with your host, David Barnes. Each week, we'll bring you a special guest that will truly motivate, inspire, and encourage you to never lose sight of who you are what it is you're meant to do, and to offer valuable advice on what steps you can take to help you believe in yourself, achieve your dreams, and ultimately lead you to discover your purpose, passion, and drive.
1: So stress is a really pervasive issue. And the interesting thing about stress is that when this hormone cortisol is produced, it's gonna throw off almost every single other body process that you have. So it's gonna throw off your testosterone, It'll throw off your your estrogen levels. It will throw off your sleep. It will throw off your blood sugar. It will throw off your vitamin D levels. Just about everything, right? It touches everything inside of your body. And that's actually one of my my favorite things to look into when people come to me with any sort of sleep, stress, fatigue, um, Mm -hmm. or even other hormonal imbalances. I always like to look at what cortisol is doing Mm -hmm. because it touches everything else.
0: Welcome back to the Why Not Me podcast. I'm very excited to bring to you uh, really a new friend of mine and uh, someone who's helped me along my journey so far who I've met through Todd Durgan's Mastermind Group, Dr. Carly Golightly out of Empower Med Clinic in San Diego, California. So Mm -hmm. very excited to bring you on, Dr. Carly. So welcome to the Why Not Me podcast.
1: Thank you, David. I'm so happy to be here.
0: So how is it out in sunny San Diego right now?
1: Well, um, actually, luckily we do have sun right now, but for the last... (laughs) two weeks. It's been pretty much, we've had some of the biggest storms that we've had out here in, I I don't even know how long. I grew up in San Diego and I've never experienced anything like what we've had in the last week. I mean, torrential rain, trees falling down all over the place, winds, it's just been crazy. So we're we're back to sun now though, which is how I've
0: that is uh that's perfect that's what san diego is known for so you don't want to ruin that reputation out there exactly
1: so. exactly we can't have <laughs> too much <on> that. <laughs>
0: i've I've even heard some snow somewhere in california so i was like oh <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna avoid the california coast for a while until all that's gone
1: <laughs> yeah we did we have you know we have a mountain range just east of us and um they have snow on top right now and i mean it's less than an hour away from where i live which is wild Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll, um, we'll uh, keep that. Uh, we'll wish it away. So you keep that sunny weather for you. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks again for being on. I really appreciate it. I know you're super busy, but I'm excited to bring to the listeners somebody with your expertise, experience and um, just, you know, professionalism as a successful entrepreneur position. So very excited to share you with our audience today. Mm-hmm. And really, I want to just kind of jump right into it and start off with asking who is Dr. Carly Golightly? And if you can just go a little bit into your background and upbringing, kind of what led you and helped shaped you to where you are today.
1: Yeah. So I mean in a nutshell, I feel like people tend to always answer the who am I question in terms of what you do for work, right? Right,
0: right. The
1: reason why I'm gonna do that is because my work is my work is my passion, right? This is my purpose in life. And so my purpose and my passion in life is to help people heal, right? From a really intrinsic sort of level, instead of you know helping them to basically suppress symptoms and things like that. And the reason why I do that and why I'm passionate about that is because when people are suffering with, you know, physical complaints or, you know, their hormones are out of balance or what have you, a lot of times that keeps them from being able to like physically go out there and look for the things that they're passionate about and live out their purpose, right? Right. I see my role in helping them to, to solve those things as a way of helping them to ultimately Live out their God-given purposes in life, right? So, right. but to give you kind of the the spiel. So, I'm a naturopathic physician by training. Um, I focus primarily in endocrinology, which is a fancy word for saying hormones, and I primarily work with women on their hormones. So, obviously, I work with some men too and things like that. But at the root of it, I'm usually working with women on hormonal balance.
0: Yeah, and do you, with your with your background and kind of what led you where you are today. Mm-hmm. Is that what personally for you, did you happen to have some personal, you know, it struggles along the way, uh, you know, facing, you know, just looking at your bio for on your, on your business clinic, that that's really kind of what led you with far as you wanting to get into that path. Mm-hmm. Would you, is that kind of where you started for you personally?
1: Yeah. So for me, it started for me as having some really intense health struggles of my own when I was in my teenage years. So when I was, I think it was like 15, 16, that all that year I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, major depressive disorder, and then also IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, which for me basically was just stomach aches that would come on that would feel like someone was twisting a knife inside of me and right. they would for like three to four hours. And that was happening several times a week, obviously incredibly uncomfortable for someone who is just a teenager, right? Right. And so the reason why, so what led me along this path is that when I would go to my family doctor, they would just give me a medication every single time that I was there and never talk to me about solutions, right? It was always just, here's this med, you're going to have to take this for the rest of your life. That was kind of it. And when I would ask questions about, Hey, like, is there anything I can change nutritionally or, you know, would counseling help or, you know, any of these other things? They were kind of like, nah, it won't really do it. Just take your pill, right? right? And I remember taking these pills, and I didn't feel good. I don't know if you know you ever have experience with taking any sort of antidepressants or any anxiety meds, but one of the things that they do is they make you apathetic, so uh-huh. you just don't care anymore, right? right? So right. you know, life is all these emotional ups and downs, but when you're on them, you're just flat. Right. And that is, you know, for me, that was just not, not, not I didn't want that. I didn't want right. that. In my... So. I started looking for different answers, right? So I, as I just refused to believe that that was, you know, the culmination of all of these years of research wow. and science and everything, like, you can't tell me that all we have is just a pill, right? right? So started doing my own research, looking for answers. I discovered nutrition first. That was the first thing that really caught my eye, started changing my diet, what I was eating, looking for healthier foods, less processed foods, did, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free, all of these different things, and started to just kind of incrementally get a little bit better. Um, Really got into fitness as well. I found that fitness really changed the way that I felt mentally and physically in in a huge way. And then from there, got into really kind of like the mindset stuff. And then all of this really still, At this point, I was in college by the time I was doing all of these different things, still had not heard of naturopathic medicine at all whatsoever, Mm -hmm. but I knew that I wanted to help people. And I knew that I wanted to be a doctor. And so I was actually resolved to go into emergency medicine because to me, that seemed like, hey, you know, this is a really, this is a really great way for us to use medicine to help people. Right. So when I was doing my, my undergraduate degree, um, pre-med degree, I had to do a ton of shadowing, right? That's, that's part of what you have to do in order to be able to get into medical schools, lots of shadowing. And so at one point I was shadowing in an emergency room. And then I had this friend who knew me and knew a little bit about what I was about, was really into nutrition and things like that. She's like, Hey, have you ever heard of naturopathic medicine? I want to check it out. You, You might really like it. So I ended up shadowing both in that emergency room and with a naturopathic doctor at the same time. And you could not have had two different, I mean, completely different experiences on the emergency room side. Obviously we're dealing with people who are kind of end of the line, you know, and this was in a very low income facility. So a lot of what we were doing is dealing with people with diabetes who are needing to Mm -hmm. have feet removed because of gangrene or things like that. Right. Um, Or, you know, cardiovascular issues or, you know, heart disease, things along those lines. And then we had on this other end, we had this naturopathic physician who was in this like really nice little office, lots of natural light. There's plants and there's waterfalls and the patients are all smiling and happy. And I was Uh like, Huh. <laughs> well, that's different. Okay.
0: Who, who knew? <laughs> yeah.
1: Who knew? Who knew? I, and I didn't know that that was an option. You know, I didn't right. know that it was available to me. So, you know, pretty quickly after that, I started looking into, you know, what the heck is this naturopathic medicine thing? And realizing that the whole goal of it was really to empower people using natural therapies, natural modalities to basically heal themselves. Right. right. And that for me, that just really spoke to me because I, I'd always wanted to be more on a proactive side of medicine if I could be. Um, and, and that's, that's exactly what naturopathic medicine is. It's proactive medicine. So I switched gears pretty quickly and went, to, went into this degree and, and now here I am.
0: It's it, and, and that's an amazing story because it's so funny how those personal things can drive us to complete opposite of what we're not even aware of that's out there. Yeah. Yeah. I had a similar thing that I personally dealt with uh, when I first experienced a death in the family with my uncle when I believe I was 16-ish. And I just was having all these anxiety, like all these um throat issues and, and stomach issues. And 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 I went to this doctor and uh and he just kept prescribing like these antacids and all this stuff, and I was have all these reactions to it, and it was just like, isn't there, is there some other something else I can try or, you know, back then, they're like, oh, it didn't, it, that wasn't even the thought, like, go see someone else. It was just, here's a pill that'll mm-hmm. solve the problem that there weren't any other alternatives out there. And I think that's a lot of struggles with people today is not even being aware of, like, there are other options out there. There are other, you know, facilities and mm-hmm. providers that different types of healthcare that can help people. And I, I agree with you that preventive, if, if you can treat, um the body and how it's meant to be treated with if you can heal it with food and natural remedies and exercise why not go that path if you can because i realize there are you do in some cases you do need to see and go to the emergency room and and see your other, a surgeon for different things right but a lot of stuff is um i feel like you can prevent that with nutrition and exercise and um going to see someone like yourself who can treat it from a different angle so absolutely uh, so that's why another reason I was excited to kind of bring you on is just to kind of talk about that and kind of what you do, and help others to be aware of there are other options out there that you don't have to swallow a pill every left you know every chance you get to fix an ailment or something that you know they may not even be aware as an option to them.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and that is a big part of my my mission and my purpose. Also, is just the education piece because so many people, you're right, they they don't know that that's even a viable option. And once you start really talking to people about it, they're like, "Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know I could do that." Right. And it, it's no fault of their own, right? That's not it, it certainly isn't something that's out there mainstream that people are really talking about. It is becoming way more popular now. Mm-hmm. I think with the advent of social media, you can we have more access to knowledge right. like than we ever had before. Right. And so that's actually been really beneficial for my field because now we're able to get in touch with people that we, wouldn't have been able to 10 15 years ago
0: right and full disclosure to anyone listening um Dr Carly I, I, I'm working with Dr Carly currently so and and honestly I hadn't and I've been in fitness for over 20 years and had no idea um you know I've heard bits and pieces um about naturopathic medicine and Alternatives but never explored it until honestly I got involved with the mastermind group and, and met you through there and and really opened my eyes as a fitness professional that there were other alternatives out there that you know, really, people should give them a try. So uh, I was excited, you know, when we first met, and and you've been helpful for me in my journey. So I encourage anybody listening to definitely look into it if you're considering, you know, going that route versus the, again, the traditional medical doctor, internist, that type of thing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So um, Dr. Carley, I'm always interested to, and I'm sure you've heard this through our groups and, and and the the mastermind in general but we all have our own story our personal story and Mm you kind of touched a little bit on that but can you go into just a little bit more detail on what drives you personally uh like and what um you know when you have those off days what what inside you is really making you um be you and and push you through the day and you know your tough moments
1: yeah so i was thinking that when you sent me this question beforehand i i thought a little bit about it and you know since i was i was really really young i've had this this really big fear in me and that that fear has been to get to the end of my life and look back and realize that i didn't give it my all mm-hmm. right look back and go oh my gosh i didn't even reach i didn't oh. even try i didn't even reach you know reach even a little bit of my potential or i was too scared or you know something along those lines right and that has been a really big driving force for me for my entire life uh-huh. is that that fear of getting to the end of my life and going oh man like I didn't I didn't even touch what I was capable of doing uh-huh. or what created to do. And so that for me is something that keeps me going, particularly on the hard days oh, right? right um and, and knowing too that the closer that you get to to that potential, that closer that you get to living uh-huh. what you are capable of mm-hmm. sometimes harder it's going to get as right. well. So it's interesting because I've almost developed this way of thinking about it that sometimes the harder things are that actually is, is a good thing because that mm-hmm. means that you're getting closer to what you're supposed to truly be doing. Right. Right. Um, so that really helps me to to keep going. And I, I would say that you know, mindset is certainly something that is uh, critical to develop for for anyone who's really trying to unlock and live out their true potential, their true passion, their true purpose, right? Right. Because it is going to be challenging, right? And if you're not pursuing something that you're really passionate about and you love, you will not be able to get through those challenges, right? right? So you do have to start to develop a little bit of a I'd say almost a little bit of a thick skin about it and not things, not that things really get you down. You have to let them kind of roll off your back in such a way. And, and, you know, this being in business, when you're in business, you, you do develop a thicker skin because stuff happens and you have to just get back up again, right? right? Acknowledge it, see if you can dissect it a little bit and figure out what, what went wrong. What can we do better? But then ultimately at the end of the day, you know, you've only got to allow yourself maybe 24 hours to kind of wallow in it. And then you right. got to get back in the saddle, right?
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> so
1: Absolutely. so yeah, that's that's definitely something that I, you know, I have had to work at, at developing. Um, you know, I mentioned part of my long-term struggle was really with anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. So what is anxiety? It's just worrying about the future, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't make decisions in the present when you're constantly worrying about the future. Right. So, I've had to really develop a lot of, of, um, I would say, kind of internal, you know, cues or checkpoints about things. So whenever I have, I I can feel like most of us can feel when you've got anxiety coming up, right? Mm -hmm. You'll feel like maybe you're breathing in your chest feel a little shorter breath. You kind of feel your heart pounding, thoughts racing, that kind of thing. So whenever that happens, I stop and I ask myself, you know, what am I anxious about? what thought am I having right now? Sometimes it even helps to write write those things down. Mm-hmm. Just that act of taking things out of your head and onto a piece of paper is actually really therapeutic because you can start to you can start to just create like a list. When it's all up here inside of your head, it seems like this never ending thing that's going right. on. Right. When you actually do that step of taking it out of your head and you're writing it down, all of a sudden you see, oh, it's only two things mm-hmm. that I'm actually really worried about. And then you still have to do that second step of worry of looking at whether or not those things that you have written down are these emotions? Is there any truth to them? Right. Because a lot of times we allow ourselves to get really bogged down by emotions rather than actual facts. Right. Right. And so emotions can be incredibly um, misleading Mm -hmm. because it seems like truth, but in reality, it's not always truth. Right and so our emotions are really big drivers for us but really they shouldn't be because emotions are just emotions right they come and go they change really really frequently
0: right and you always you always hear the 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 common phrase out there don't let your emotions drive um your decisions or especially the major ones in our lives
1: exactly Um, that's
0: it's awesome advice and writing does writing creates clarity to put it down you know put it down in front of you and it helps you kind of walk through that process, especially when it comes to major decision, you know, decision in our lives, so I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. And for you, what would you say of uh, who is that person for you um, that kind of you would identify with or maybe would push you and help you, uh, you know back, even going back into your days in school, even up to present moment, do you have a, is it a, is it that same one person or has that person evolved for you?
1: It's evolved over the years. Definitely. Um, one thing that was really challenging for me is I didn't actually have that person for a really long time. And I, even to this day, I, I mean, I would say, you know, Todd, Todd is someone who has really been that person for me over the last, um, maybe like seven years or so. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, I didn't really have that person. Mm -hmm. And this is another big piece of one of the things that I'm passionate about is being that person for other people, whether it's, you know, my patients, family members, or things like that. Um, So really, honestly, it started for me with books and, Mm -hmm. you know, podcasts and things like that. And I think that's a really important point to make because not every one of us has someone physically in our lives that and urge us to get to that, that higher level of thinking and, um, you know, urge us to fight really pursue our passions and things like that. Sometimes it is going to be a podcast or a book or something like that. And that's okay. That's totally okay to just surround yourself with those things. Um, and then the people, the people will come, right. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And that's, I kind of read, I read about that in my book and I, you know, and I talked to people about that and, you know, for me, it was a lot of that. And a lot of reasons why I wrote, I wrote the book was to honor my father who set those examples. And I had that person to lean on. I had coaches to lean on, yeah. I had friends and peers. But as you get older, you're 100% correct, it, you know, if that person's no longer in your in your life or if you never had that person, how else do you find it? Right. And for me at this age, with my father passing away in 2008, I, now I just have the examples and principles, which are fantastic. So I still have those, but it's nice to have something to lean on or someone to talk to on those. On those forefronts, especially if it's either in your profession or your personal life, to find those people and to try and network and read that book, find that podcast, join a network. I mean, Google's a beautiful thing now, right? It's just like you can, if you need that help. We didn't. I mean, I'm dating myself, and, and you know, but like we didn't have that back in the day. You, you had that you had a newspaper or an encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that, but you didn't have the internet that searched until later on into, you know, much into college years. But so, but it's important to have that person or that, you know, that that um network in your life to help you through those moments, right? So uh let's talk about like your personal development and your growth and passions,
1: um,
0: how you developed as a person, kind of steps you took to kind of help people out there who are listening who yeah. may be interested in your path. Uh or and how it affected your personal and professional growth
1: yeah yeah so there's two kind of paths you know that you're talking about there so one is kind of the the line towards becoming a naturopathic physician right Mm -hmm. and there's the personal side of things which is where you know you're really focusing on developing yourself right right so in, in terms of the, in terms of, you know, the professional sort of development, right? So this is obviously a pretty streamlined process in terms of going to, you know, the undergraduate, doing the pre-med courses, all the shadowing and things like that that had to go along with it, going on to medical school, doing all the training, yada, yada, all that stuff with it. You know, what's interesting about that is there isn't a lot of the personal development that comes with it, which right. I find kind of strange because I feel like that should be part of that, right? Right. Um, you know a lot of and a lot of doctors i think some of us have been to doctors like this who you can kind of tell that they're not personally developed as much as they could be
0: <laughs>
1: right yeah so this is it goes for all professions right like right. personal development is such a big thing i think we spend a lot of time thinking about professional development versus right. personal development right for me the personal development side of things um in the early years looked like, you know, initially it was things like yoga and meditation and stuff like that, really, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of going back to separating myself from my emotions and being able to, you know, see things that they use this, this analogy in in, um, meditation, where just visualize your emotions as clouds floating Mm -hmm. up, right. Which can be really helpful because you realize again, going back to you are not your emotions, they come and go. So don't get too attached to them, right. Don't make decisions from an emotionally based place. So that was, what it really looked like for me in the early years. um, Like when I was in college, after that, it moved into doing other kind of, you know, bigger seminars and stuff like that. So um, I've been to like Tony Robbins seminars. Um, I've been to some other personal development weekends and things along those lines, um, where you are really focusing on understanding what drives you, what motivates you. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been to several of Todd's different seminars as well, right? Mm -hmm. All, All very similar things. Um, I've also been in a lot of different uh, programs that are kind of aimed towards health professionals and helping them to develop both personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. And those are things that are uh, much longer ones. So the one that I'm in, I'm currently in one right now, and it is actually, let's see here, uh, four five months long. So, right. you know, really these, uh, the deeper that you get into it, the more that you realize that your your professional development and your professional development are actually really closely intertwined, right? right. right. Um, especially when you're a business owner or you kind of get into these higher levels of professionalism, you right. realize that who you are in here is who you are out there. And right. if you can't if you can't harness what's in here and accurately take it and you know use use the best pieces of it out in the world, it's going to stunt you, right? right professionally and with your family, relationally, financially, all of these different things. Right. And I would say, you know, in terms of other things that I do, I constant diet of podcasts, books, things like that constantly. I'm always listening to something that is going to help me to see things in a different way, get my mindset in the right place. I start every single day with something that is abundance mindset it's, it's helping me to, you know, be positive, to, to think about something differently. Right. Right. Um, and even if it's just five minutes, right. Right. But that's, I would say that is the most important thing is to start your day with something that is going to help you get on the right track.
0: I was going to, I was going to ask you that too, is because we all have those kind of non negotiables, right. That we, that are part of who we are and, you know, people make fun of me, but I mean, and I think you and I have this discussion, but you know, my, one of my non-negotiables, I try and get my greens in every day, yeah. no matter what, like that's non-negotiables, I've got to get my running in, I've got to get some sort of movement in, um, but to start the day is, and I've heard this, and you've probably heard this several times too, is everyone's so quick to pick up uh, uh, their phone or their iPad just to kind of really jump right into it, instead of really just focusing on themselves in the moment and starting their day off really okay. trying to on a more of a positive note because once you once you go there you can't go back mm-hmm. and i think too much is emphasized on immediate gratification on we yeah, gotta look at my phone i gotta check an email i gotta check a voicemail when people tend to forget about their own personal needs first and to your point go back and take care of what your personal need is your personal growth because you can you're not really helping anyone else if you can't be your best version of yourself for them
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, if you get out of bed and the first thing you do is turn on the news or look on Instagram or whatever, you're automatically starting the day from most likely a spot of anxiety, feeling like you're not good enough, feeling worried about the world, and then you're going to bring that on, you're going to bring that energy to the rest of your day, right? right. right. And so it's no wonder that a lot of people feel so anxious and out of control all the time because they are literally starting every single day from basically the spot where they're, they're they're in the animal part of their brain, right? right. They're, in right. Fear, they're in a fear-based mindset all day long.
0: Right. So so that's a good kind of um, jump around into another area, really about what you do and how you treat your patients. And we initially, you touched down a little bit about the path and, and the differences between what you do and your typical, for the average person listening out there, regular MD internist that, you know, they may see a family doctor. Um, so I'm um, interested because I, I know what you do and, and the more I get to know you, I'm very interested in how your um, clinic and how you specifically treat clients. And I know specifically you can't address a person's, you know, history, but talk to us a little bit about, uh, like if somebody listening, they don't know what, you know, talk about hormone balancing, what that is and why it's important. And then you kind of juggle you know into weight loss and people struggling with that and then IV therapy and then integrative medicine so that's a lot of topics to throw at you but you know pick your favorite or just maybe touch a little bit on each of them if you could
1: yeah so first to just address your question about how i'm different from like a conventional md that you might go see through your insurance so the training that a naturopathic physician and a medical doctor go through are is actually quite similar so we both do you know obviously the pre-med courses we both go to medical school um we both take two sets of boards we both do residencies you know the the whole thing Um, where our education differs is that in naturopathic medical school we learn you know we, we learn all the the pharmacology the physiology anatomy all, all the ologies right? Um,
0: right
1: but where our education starts to really differ is that we also add in more things like mind body medicine we do nutrition training for two years versus you know the average medical doctor gets maybe one quarter of nutrition right. training so we're doing that throughout our whole entire time that we're in school we also learn botanical medicine. Um, we learn, um, how to use supplementation. We learn how to do higher level, what's called functional testing, which is the way I I use. I describe that to my patients is really, we're opening up the curtains to understanding what's going on inside of you. Right. Right. So really like understanding how to dissect that information and apply it, create treatment plans off of that. So in a nutshell, what it means is we just kind of take conventional medicine one step further in that we learn a lot more about how to balance the body right? Uh-huh. Using more natural therapeutics than we do than we do going straight towards pharmacology and suppression, right? Perfect. We can use those things. And I do occasionally, right? It's all part of something called the therapeutic order, which basically means, you know, you start with the least invasive first, if you can, and kind right. of work the way up to the most invasive. But we do also, we meet people where they're at right not everyone is is ready for me to go into a full blown like nutritional protocol to heal like, not everyone is there right, All right. All so right. sometimes we got to kind of work things in reverse and that's fine too but that's that's the really kind of in a nutshell version of of how we're different right mm-hmm. really focused on figuring out what the root cause of things is and help people get there in the most natural non invasive way possible right yeah Great. and then in my practice um so like i mentioned i focus primarily on hormones right and so, um, one of the things that I've noticed that my, uh, on my website, what I do is I try to speak very clearly in the terms of like what people come to see me for and what they're looking, what they're asking me about. So hormonal imbalance is a huge topic that a lot of people are are asking about these days. I think a lot of women and men are realized hmm. what a big role hormones have to, to do in, in their bodies and the way they feel, whether that be their energy levels, their, their moods um, for women, obviously all the reproductive issues that come with it. For men, you know, the low testosterone that seems to be really prevalent these days, right? And then, of course, there's all a lot of the infertility, the PCOS, things along those lines that that people are really starting to understand is is a big problem. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just one piece of hormones. But then there's also the kind of cortisol and adrenal stuff, which is all about stress, right? Mm -hmm. And so stress is a really pervasive issue. And the interesting thing about stress is that when this hormone cortisol is produced, it's going to throw off almost every single other body process that you have. Wow. So it's going to throw off your testosterone. It'll throw off your, your estrogen levels. It will throw off your sleep. It will throw off your blood sugar. It will throw off your vitamin D levels. I mean, just about everything, right? Wow. Yeah. It wow. Everything inside of your body. And that's actually one of my, my favorite things to look into when people come to me with any sort of sleep, stress, fatigue, mm-hmm. um, or even other hormonal imbalances, I always like to look at what cortisol is doing mm-hmm. because it touches everything else. Right. Now so, is that,
0: is that something like a normal, if you were to go to your normal physician and then running th- different types of blood work, or is that just something specifically and that, and that you would be addressing more so than they would,
1: they typically will not look at cortisol. Um, if they do look at cortisol, they'll just do. So Backing up the most accurate way to look at cortisol is to do what we call it's called a four point salivary cortisol, meaning that you're essentially spitting into a tube at four different times during the day. And that's because cortisol follows a really predictable daily pattern, the most accurate way for us to measure that is actually within the saliva. So cortisol for just some reference should be high in the morning, and then it slowly decreases till the end of the day right. Um, Right. It has a kind of yin yang relationship with melatonin so. When cortisol rises, melatonin goes down, and as cortisol goes down, melatonin rises. And that's our circadian rhythm, right? That's how we, that's our sleep wake cycle.
0: Makes sense, yeah.
1: Yeah, so typically you will not see that being tested in a conventional office. And if they do test cortisol, usually they're gonna do a a blood work and they'll look at it in the morning, but that's Mm -hmm. not the most accurate way to look at it.
0: Makes sense. And then as far as the, uh, some of the things that you touch on with your, with your clinic, like with weight loss and IV therapy and integrative medicine, um, how do those come into play? Is that just different? And specifically, can someone come in with all of those things, or, or individually? You know, you're seeing a little bit of this. This is how we can help you. You know, with your weight loss, IV therapy. You know, that's become very big, with um, you know, especially with COVID and and the B12 shots and and the and the vitamin C and um, you know. It's just amazing how many people I hear throughout the day, throughout, even through our fitness centers. Oh, I'm going for my therapy today. What therapy? My IV therapy. And, you know, mm-hmm. and you didn't hear about that in, you know, three, four, five years ago, and now it's, you know, very popular.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I love, so, so just to answer your first question. So yeah, the, the way that we have things put on our website, you know, the hormone optimization, the weight loss, IV therapy, functional medicine, all of those things are, are, are kind of the, The main things that people are coming and looking for us for so we have them, you know, really clearly defined like what what are these different services that we offer, how do we address these different things. Um, The weight loss piece, you know we we address it from a couple of different angles, we, we do use some things like like peptides like semaglutide, which is one of the first FDA approved. um, peptides to actually treat obesity and um, diabetes, which is which is pretty cool, but it can be used for sort of general population as well. Um, we also do use like nutrient therapy as well, IV therapy to improve metabolism by repleting nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to also look at gut health as part of weight loss. Um a lot of the extra weight that people are actually carrying, it's actually inflammation, right? From right. eating foods that they shouldn't be eating, um, you know, too much alcohol, too much gluten, too much dairy, or not eating foods in the right combinations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we, you know, go straight for our really heavy carbs and things like that, that causes us to bloat, right? So there's a very specific way to actually eat your meals that will help you to, to reduce that inflammation and reduce the amount of, um, inflammatory foods that you would be eating. So we look at things from a couple of different levels. Um, IV therapy is something that I personally am a huge fan of. Um, I get an IV about once a week cause I love it so much. And the reason why I love IV therapy is because it bypasses your gut right so any food that you eat supplements you take anything like that it has to go through your gut your body has to break it down and then it has to be absorbed right, right. but think about like a supplement in a healthy person typically someone gets about maybe 50 to 60% of that supplement that they take not all of it is going to co- cross through your your gut barrier and get into your bloodstream in right. fact a good portion of it doesn't do that which is why when we're doing supplementation with people we got to dose things pretty high Right. Right. Um, same goes through the food that you're eating. Not all of the food that you're eating, you're not going to get all of the nutrition from it because your your body's just not not that good, right? right. We're not that efficient, right? right? We're pretty good, but we're not that good. Right. Um, and then if you add into the whole idea that a lot of people have some level of gut dysfunction, um, right. rather either because they've got you know infections, they've got inflammation,
0: mm-hmm. or
1: you know their stress levels are so high that they're not producing the right digestive enzymes anymore. That's a right. super common one I see too. Um, so if you have that in the picture, you're going to be absorbing even less, right? Right. So how do we bypass that whole thing altogether? IV therapy, right? We deliver nutrients straight into the bloodstream, exactly where we want them to go. So you're going to get hundred percent of Mm -hmm. what, of what goes into your IV is going to go into your bloodstream, right? Versus say 50% of what you ingest.
0: Right. So are there specific IV therapies that that you use more frequently than others that if someone's listening and you know, they have low, low vitamin B, for example, um, which, where would you steer somebody like that towards or low energy, you know, something like that?
1: Yeah. So, you know, if someone's got, you know, low B vitamins, low energy or something like that, something as simple as what we call a Myers cocktail, which mm-hmm. is just general nutrition IV. Right. So mm-hmm. it'll combine all the B vitamins. It'll give you minerals like magnesium, zinc, um, calcium, stuff like that in there, and even vitamin C. And that's just a really great jumping off point for someone who is, is new to IV therapy or just wants to give it a try. But the really cool thing about it is that IV therapy can be highly customized as well. So I've used IV therapy to, as an adjunctive treatment for people with cancer, I've used it for people who have like mono, you know, to help them recover from mono, um, even COVID, I used IV therapy for, for that. Um, right. one of our more popular IVs is our metabolism boost IV, which contains really high doses of things like myc and carnitine um, and other nutrients that help you to break down proteins, fats, and carbs and improve your mitochondrial function, right? Okay. Um, we also do one for athletes. We've got um actually a, a, a swim team that comes in to see me wow. and get IVs before and after their big ma- meats. So wow. th- there's a lot that you can do with it. Um it's, it's, it's kind of endless, the things that you can do. You know, I know some people who, um, I, uh, this is obvious, this is really, um, IV therapy is really helpful for oncology. Um, I have, have friends who have gone into oncology and they almost exclusively do IV therapy to help wow. people get through their chemotherapy treatments. So um, it's, it's pretty incredible stuff.
0: it's interesting. It really is. And how it's come coming on. It's so different that, uh, you don't hear a lot about that when you know you go in for your traditional physical to to see your physician. That they're recommending go see such and such and get an IV therapy. You know and the benefits of it. So I, I'm very intrigued by it. And uh, my nephew's done it. You know, law enforcement when COVID was at its height, so yeah. we're out there dealing with the public. And I, you know, he's posting his pictures on social media here and there about you know like his IV treatments and. You know, so they're so beneficial. And it's so, I'm so glad to hear you talk about those and let, you know, the awareness of people out there who are considering it or maybe afraid to do it that Mm. there are more benefits. Uh, And speaking of the benefits, um, is there on the opposite side of that, if someone's wondering, is there any risk to it?
1: Mm, Any risk to IV therapy? Yeah. So you want to be really careful who you choose to do IV therapy with. So um, obviously it's going, it's internal, right? So you want to make sure that you're working with someone who really understands clean, clean techniques, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's obviously not like reusing needles or reusing equipment right. or along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. And reusing fresh bottles of their nutrients and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, every every once in a while, like maybe once every time years, there's a case of someone who got sick because of something that was done improperly, right? So make sure that the person that you're going to be doing IV therapy with has undergone extensive training in it as well. Um, I know here in California, we have to go through extra coursework to be able to actually administer IV therapy um, Mm -hmm. because it is, you know, it's an intravenous therapy, right? Um, It's not done properly or say there's, you know, like... um, uh, well, this doesn't happen very often, but like the large bubble inside of it, actually, you know, the amount of air that has to be introduced into your system is is more like about this much. A lot of right. people really freaked out about a bubble that big, but that's not that enough to do it. So, right. um, so, anyways, I mean, that's that's one of the things, and of course, making sure that they're cleaning everything properly, like they're cleaning your skin properly, and all that type of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's in a clean area, and those those are the really biggest things. But most of the people that are offering IV therapy are already. Aware of all of this,
0: sure, right? Experience—you're yeah. not just going to go find IV therapy in the grocery store.
1: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> definitely not. Definitely
0: so, if not. you do, so what you're saying—if you do, run the other way. If you do see it,
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. If it's not in a clinical setting, you might want to think twice.
0: <laughs> right. That's great. Fantastic advice. So, uh a couple—I where i, I want to be uh, respectful to your time again. So, so a lot of this podcast for me is when I'm bringing somebody on is to talk about obviously you know, your purpose and your passion, which you've addressed. And uh, what does what does that word purpose mean to to you? Like and if someone's out there trying to you know identify what their purpose is, because you hear it thrown around a lot and people, you know, even to this day, they're like, when you talk to them, what's your purpose? If a simple you think would be a simple question, it's hard to even get an answer from somebody. So what does that mean to you and you know any advice to anyone who's struggling to find their their purpose?
1: Yeah. To me, purpose means being in relentless pursuit of something that gives you energy, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and that that could be anything, right? You know, for me, it specifically happens to be in this kind of holistic medicine arena, right? right. But it could be, you know, like Steve Jobs, what his mm-hmm. purpose is, reinventing what it meant to have a computer, right? For the average person, Right. Um, for other, for like Todd, you know, his is to have impact for millions of people. Right. Right. Um, everyone's is a little bit different, but I think if you're someone who's really struggling to figure out what your purpose is, the first, the first thing you got to do is you got to try lots of things, right? Right. Because at the end of the day, if we don't get out there and we don't try a bunch of stuff, it's gonna be very hard for us to know what gives us energy. And I think that once you try enough things and you realize what gives you, what gives you energy, what fuels you, what motivates you then you have your first inkling, right? You've got your first pathway to go down, right? And so finding that thing that gives you energy by experimentation sometimes is how you, how you find that thing right. is the first step towards determining what your purpose is. And right. it has to be something that you feel strongly enough about that you're going to be able to get through the ups and downs of it, right? right. Um, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier when you're on this you're on this mission for something, it's, it's not going to be all smooth and, you know, rainbows and butterflies, right? right, right. There's going to be I moments know. where you really kind of hate it. <laughs> it just kind of right. sucks. But, yeah. right. And, and, and that's okay. Right. That's, that's just life. That's how it is. And That's another thing that I, I think that I would say for people who are struggling to find their purpose is if you have moments where it just, ugh, you're like you're kind of in the trenches and it just kind of sucks, that doesn't necessarily mean you're on the wrong path. Right sometimes it's, that's just part of it, right? Right. It's finding something that gives you enough energy that you can get through the suck on the time. Right.
0: Right. Uh, And yeah. And and I agree with you. And what I've heard on a a podcast recently, I I believe it was the Ed Milet podcast. And I think he had Tim Tebow on there and he was talking about purpose and, and man, the guy just hits a home run after home run. When you listen to Ed Milet's podcast and bring Tim Tebow on there and and one of the things I believe and I don't want to quote him, but he said something very similar, but if you're something out there and you're willing to fight for it, then generally you'll know that's that's most likely your purpose and.
1: You're on that path, mm-hmm. you're on that
0: path right and their passions it's okay to be passionate about um, certain things, but your passions will change and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that your passions are your purpose and so. I love your response and I just, I, I can't get enough of those podcasts myself when you talk about that earlier and it's just to kind of continue to grow your mind and feed and feed that um, knowledge hunger, if you will. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to do a couple, couple rapid fires for you if you're ready for those sure. and I'm going to go a little deep on the first one though. So okay. if you could jump into the future and change one thing about your path, what would it be and why?
1: Oh, into the future. Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, hmm, if I could change one thing, so in the future, I think it would be very interesting to, to change some, I was going to say something about like my family dynamics. Like I really would love to change something about Like, my, my parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. I would love to make it so that our, now our separated families, either remarried and everything would be able to kind of like come together and we would be able to enjoy time together again, as like, as like a family that that's one thing for me that I'm actually really passionate about is, you know, with, with my career and, you know, everything like that is Mm -hmm. to, um, be able to, to take my whole family on family vacations every single year. And, have them not have to argue about money or anything like that. Right. Just kind of pay for the whole thing and say, everyone come have a great time. Don't worry about anything. Right. Right? So I'd say that's one thing that I would really love to like change in the future is to, to be able to bring family together in such a way that everyone is, is just genuinely enjoying themselves and having a good time.
0: Love, Love that answer because really ultimately, and I don't know if I'm sure you would agree, but most things that we do are, you know, we always have our family in mind, you know, Mm -hmm. and how important family is, no matter what you're doing. And if, you know, it has that person to share that with, and, you know, whether it's singular or plural, it depends how large your family is. And it's, it's always, it seems to be the common answer with everybody I talk to. So I love hearing
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, family is a big motivating factor for a lot of us as it should be. It's right. Right.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to throw you off with another another type of question here, but uh, I like to ask all the guests who come on, but what's a one or two fun facts or, or a talent you may have that people don't know about, or maybe they do know about Dr. Gurley?
1: Mm, um, so one thing is I am a huge outdoor sports enthusiast. So I love, I, I was raised rock climbing um, I love rock climbing mean, I still to this day think it's like the coolest sport ever. Same thing with snowboarding. I love snowboarding. Um and I'm also a I'm a backpacker. So I've done most of the Pacific Crest Trail, all of the John Muir Trail, most of the Appalachian Trail. Um wow. I spent a lot of time outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot wow. of time. Yeah. That,
0: that explains your passion of work from where you are living and why you won't probably will never leave there.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I really enjoy sunny days. Yeah. It's, it's good for me. Yeah. Um, say yeah. another thing that a lot of people don't know about me is that when I, when I graduated from medical school, one of the first things I did is I went to Thailand and did a medical mission in Thailand. Um, and that was a very, that was a very opening experience. And you talk about a, um, so where we went was out in basically like the, the mountains of Thailand, and it was um, essentially Burmese refugees that are living out there who have no access to any type of medical care because they're refugees. And in Thailand, you have, to have a, a Thai citizenship card in order to access medical care. So they basically live out on land with pretty much nothing. And um, they have a, a very different suite of issues that we have out here. Out here, we've got a lot of issues that are related to overindulgence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, over there, it's they don't have enough, right? right. They've got people who are starving. They've got people who are, um, you know, having fractures and stuff because they don't have enough nutrition to build strong bones. Um, they've got, you know, they, they do a lot of work in rice paddies, And so, you know, one of, one of the cases that really stood out to me was a kid who had gone running barefoot through the rice paddies and because of the amount of and this is will be interesting for people who don't believe in the importance of eating organic food mm-hmm. um they because of the amount of pesticides that were on the rice patties he had actual burns third degree burns all over the soles of his feet oh, wow. so um so that, i mean that was a really um, that was a really interesting case for me to to see and and yeah. really start thinking about ooh this stuff that we uh you know some people are very don't think that it's important to eat organic foods but if you think about these chemicals literally cause chemical burns on wow. people.
0: Um,
1: probably not something that we should eat even in the small amounts, right?
0: Right. No, definitely not for sure. And thank you for sharing that too. And so if somebody wants to follow you or reach out to you and, you know, and, you know, pick your brain or um, ask for some help, what, how can they find you on social media, email, your website, and we'll yeah. put all that in show notes too, by the way.
1: Perfect. Yeah, the easiest way to get in touch with me is on Instagram. So I'm there at Dr. Carly Golightly I know you'll put it in there, so I won't bother spelling the whole thing out. <laughs> um, but so it's uh, Dr. Carly Go Lightly on Instagram. Our website is empowermedclinic.com, and that's another a great way to learn a little bit more about me, see a little bit more about what we do, and also get in touch.
0: Perfect. And we'll put that in the show notes because people are probably trying to feverishly write that down, and we'll <laughs> we'll get it in there for them. So last question is, you're on the Why Not Me podcast. What does that phrase mean to you? And what would you say to someone out there who may be, you know, asking themselves that very question right now?
1: Yeah. Well, I I mean, I love that question. Why not me? Because literally, why why not you? You deserve everything just as much as everyone else. You're just as worthy, just as valuable as the next person, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, when you're considering this question of, a lot of people will ask why me, right? And I think the way that you've put it in your book it why not you is right. way more important, right? Because it starts to, you start to now think about, Hey, like I've got what it takes. I can do these things. I deserve this. Right. right. It does kind of come down to how do you, how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself worth? And if you're someone who like truly can't say, why not me, then start thinking about what are those things that are making you feel like you don't you don't deserve that or you don't you're not worthy, right? Because at the end of the day, we all are. We're all worthy.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a that's a good uh, point to kind of close on is because a lot of self-doubt is always kind of creeping in the back of our mind and how do we overcome those things. And ultimately at the end of the day, if if you if you believe that you know you are capable of doing something, then put the effort in. And if you fail, so what? That's what shapes who you are. But exactly. you know, always ask yourself, you know never you, you are capable and you know why not you? And it's not always has to be somebody else. So ask yourself that question. So exactly. uh, I want to give one quick plug because I know you recently started your own podcast. So can, can you tell say that what that is? or are you were working on that? I saw that you were on when I would looked on your social media.
1: Um, I haven't started it yet. Oh, I haven't. am okay. starting it soon. Yes, yes. So thank you for thank you for reminding me about that and putting it to the top of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that I am am intending to do very soon. Um I have I have a couple other products or projects in the fire right now. Um okay. Mostly, I don't know if you saw this, but I'm also three months pregnant. So the big do, thing and,
0: uh, and congratulations! I just wasn't sure if I should bring that. Up.
1: Oh, no, it's okay. But that is that has definitely rerouted some things for me lately. You know. Okay. So yeah, that was the part. Of the podcast was part of this year's plan. Now it's a little bit more. I think I'm going to focus on growing the baby this year.
0: That's a, that's a that's a good focus. That's a good focus. But I wanted to give you that plug, and maybe the podcast can be about the baby's adventure. So
1: yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, um, congratulations. That's awesome news. I'm so happy for you guys and, um, appreciate you taking the time out of your day and sharing a little bit about you and your journey and what you do for our listeners. So thanks very much. I appreciate you.
1: Absolutely. It's been a pleasure being here, David. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks. You have a great day. I sure hope you've enjoyed today's show with Dr. Carly Golightly of Empower Med Clinic in San Diego, California. Dr. Carly shared some valuable tips, information, and strategies from her career path, personal journey, and the differences between naturopathic medicine and your regular standard traditional medicine that you might get or receive from your home doctor or internist. So if you're interested in learning more, check out our show notes and feel free to contact Dr. Carly golightly for a consultation, or just to answer a general question. Remember, your journey is your own. Set your path. And when in doubt, ask yourself, why not me? Why not now? If you're enjoying the show, please give us a five-star rating, share it with a friend, and give us a like. Until next time, have a great day.